Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Live and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pr- pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. So boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Magic Johnson, what's going on, man? Everything good. What's happening with you? Nothing at all. Just talking to you on this Friday, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my pleasure, my brother. My pleasure. Are you, uh, I heard you're not too excited about the new Adam McKay uh, documentary coming out on HBO. Well, no, nobody can ca- capture Showtime. Nobody. You, you, you know, you can't. Fi- First of all, you got to find basketball players, actors that can play basketball, on our level, that's not going to happen. And then guys who were doing this wasn't around Showtime, so can't be exciting, you know? Oh, yeah. Who, who do you think would play you best in a movie, though? Oh, wow. I, well, you know, you, you got two guys that I love who are my friends, Denzel Washington and Sam Samuel Jackson. Uh, so it had to be great actors like that, right? But, um, again, you know, it's, um, it's a pleasure... First of all, when you think about, I, I would never try to be an actor because I respect them so much, right? Because I love movies, so I go to the movie my wife and I all the time. So, but um, if those guys were playing myself or Kareem or whoever, we would probably be interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man! I, I find it so inspiring too that. Obviously, your good friend Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. His very first yep. time to like talk about like that just shows you his work ethic, right? I'm That's curious. Right. You probably answered this a million times on a million different talk shows, but what is your favorite either Kobe Bryant moment on the court or personally? Well, I think when he scores sixty, his last game that that nobody does that, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there, and he just kept. Scoring and scoring and scoring. And we're, nobody sat down like the whole fourth quarter. It was just, we were just going crazy. Uh, the 81 was amazing, but the 60, 
at his age, last game he's going to ever yeah. play. Nobody has gone out like that. Nobody in the history of sports has gone out like that. So I would say the 60. But I've had so many great moments with him. I mean, when we beat the Celtics, I mean, Kobe was, what can we say, just a special, not only basketball player, but a special man, husband, and father, so and friend. Man, and them winning, LeBron winning the the year that it happened too, I thought was pretty special. You think there's going to be a big Dodgers, Lakers, you know, parade since we've never gotten one? I wish that would happen, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, the Dodgers and the Lakers deserve a parade, especially when the Rams won and they got one. So, do you remember um, at what age, like what at what age did you know that you wanted to play? basketball at a professional level and be one of the greatest of all time because that's probably your mindset going in but at what age did you want to play uh or at what age did you know that you wanted to play basketball professionally i think early on you know when i used to watch the games on uh saturday college basketball on saturday with my dad and then the nba on sundays and so um you know we're sitting there just uh watching the game he's teaching me everything that's going on and so i would say you know eight, nine, 10 years old, I knew I wanted to play basketball. I knew I wanted to play in the NBA. And then you, when you watch, you know, Oscar and uh, you watch Kareem because he was with Milwaukee, you watch all these guys play because back then you get the regional games. So I wanted to be like them. I wanted to play in the NBA just like them. And uh, so thank God that my dreams came true. I put a lot of work in to get there, but uh I would say that uh, it was early on sitting there with my father watching those games. And what do you think gave you the, uh, I guess, the discipline to be an entrepreneur? And who kind of gave you the opportunity to start on that path while you were playing? Because while you were playing and, you know, kicking ass as a player, you were also in the entrepreneurial mindset. Well, I think, you know, first off, uh, I think I looked at guys like Dr. J, you know, and so Dr. J you know, was one of my idols. I wanted to be like him. He was charismatic. He had the the Dr. J's. Everybody as a kid wanted the docs, you know, you know? and so I, I was one of those kids, you know, and so when I saw him flying through the air, and then when I saw, saw the Iceman uh, poster in the gray uh, uh, sweatsuit, I said, oh, man, that's, I want that, and so I have to say that I was trying to be uh, copy those two guys. I wanted to be one of those guys who had that. I wanted to smile. I wanted to be a change agent in the NBA. And thank God that Larry Bird and I came at the right time. We were able to change the game, show a big man can handle the ball, make plays, uh, you know, make their teammates better. And uh, we were able to change the league at the same time. And him being on the Boston Celtics, myself on the Lakers, East-West, the whole thing just worked and exploded, and the league exploded because of that. Well, I mean, this is a lot of great insight, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know we don't have a ton of time, but I did want to ask you quickly about uh, your experience playing in the NBA in that 80s era with, you know, Dr. J, your rivalry with Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics getting to mix it up with Michael Jordan in his heyday. And then, of course, Isaiah Thomas as well. Well, I think that's what made the game so special is because Dr. J was leading Philadelphia, right? 
you had Larry Bird leading Boston. So that was a rivalry between the two. And then at the same time, here, here come Isaiah and the Bad Boy Pistons, which was probably the best defensive team we've ever seen, right? And then you had Michael Jordan, who was just coming in, right? And so it, it, the league was exploding at that time. And I didn't mention Portland with Clyde Drexler and all those guys. And then Dallas had a great team as well. Houston, Akeem and them were just coming in, but they came in much later. So the league was healthy. It had built-in rival, rivalries. And so when you look at Philadelphia and Boston playing for those Eastern Conference Finals, man, that was awesome TV. And then, so Dr. J and them went down, and then here come the bad boy Pistons. And we hadn't seen a team like that when you have Joe Dumars at the shooting guard, and then you have Rodman and Sally coming in off the bench. Man, but at the same time, they played so well together and they were well coached. So I would say this. Look what happened, right? The Celtics won three with Larry. I won the five. Isaiah and them went back to back. And then they taught Michael. Everybody yeah. got taught. You just don't walk up and do it. You had to put work in to be able to accomplish a championship and to be great at something. I mean, obviously you have a lot of experiences and everything. And obviously battling some of those early on adversities has turned you not only into a great player on the court back in the day, but also as a great executive and a great entrepreneur today. I know there was that that time where you lost track of the, the shot clock in Boston and the playoffs against Boston and all those great rivalry playoff games. Uh, what you know, Talk a little bit about, to wrap this up, responding to some of that uh, adversity and those negative times that you had and how that helped you both on the court and even today um, as an executive. You know, first of all, when we lost – in the 1984 finals to the Celtics after winning game one in Boston. And we had the lead to win game two. And Gerald Henderson steals the ball at the end and ties the game up. And the play you're talking about, you know, I've always excelled in every championship series. And then this was the first time I made critical mistakes for us to lose that championship. So I cried for three months all summer. I cried because I let my teammates down. I was the reason why we lost the championship. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I had to do to and, and say to myself, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I got to go back to the lab. I got to go back to work. See, self-evaluation is the hardest thing you had to do. A any person had to judge themselves and be honest with themselves. You can do that, then you can improve. So basically... I was doing a swat of myself. What is that? Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? I said, uh-oh, I got to go to work. I got to get my jump shot better. I had to work on that. I got to make sure that I don't make critical mistakes ever again. And so I improved over that summer. I started shooting a little sky hook. I worked on it every single day. Man, I was working out three times a day. Early in the morning, come back, get a little nap. In the afternoon, then work out. Isaiah and I was working out at night. And so God would have it that I would turn around in 1985, play the Celtics again, and we end up beating them because I got better and I didn't make critical mistakes. And so let me tell everybody out there, you're going to make mistakes. It's what you do when you make those mistakes 
it's going to define who you can become and who you are. Yes, I made mistakes, but I got better. And I identified with to myself that, hey, Urban, you got to get better. And it's okay. So I would say to everybody out there, get you some mentors. Get you somebody who can tell you the truth, right, that, that will tell you right from wrong. Not somebody go, that's always going to say yes to you. Somebody that's going to say no to you. And so I just got better. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.